Hey guys, welcome to Gino's Golden Tea Podcast. I am Chris Longino coming to you from beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. And once again, it's World Championship Week. I am T minus about eight hours, nine hours away from flying uh, to Las Vegas, Nevada to uh, be on the call for the World Championship of Golden Tea, uh, the 12th edition of the World Championship. Uh, another name will be etched on the Hodgson, Hodgson Zelensky Trophy. Super excited for it. We've got 90 plus how many people that are coming for the closest to the pen. Uh, we'll see what happens. But we're going to have a lot of people out in Las Vegas. And uh, not saying it's going to be our last time, but what feels like is going to be our last time, depending on you know what happens in the future. You never know. Uh, but I will uh, enjoy this as much as I can. Uh, you guys are uh, around the D, which is where I'll be staying. That's uh, You could come hang out if you see me at a table or something like that. Come say hello, please. Um, can't wait to see a lot of you guys. It's been a while since I've seen you. And uh, it's going to be an awesome time. This podcast, this episode right here. Is our uh, fantasy golf sele- fantasy golden tee selections? Thank you for Steve Sobel for once again organizing that. If you are at the World Championship and would like to play that, uh, it is a eight group fantasy sheet. I believe it's forty dollars to enter. Uh, I would have to look that up again. But if you guys uh, are interested in playing something like that, Steve will have uh, some sheets where he is uh, where he will be running the tournament. So make sure you pick up one and. Uh, and play with us. Uh, closest to the pin Friday night. I hope we see a big crowd. We'll see how big it's going to be. Uh, six spots available. Uh, I certainly hope the Las Vegas locals especially uh, turn out for this. So, um, and then, uh, oh yeah, the stream. So, uh, you're going to, uh, guys are going to watch uh, another world championship on a stream provided by Incredible Technologies. Please, if you happen to be Watching that, give it a like, make a comment, engage with us, uh, especially on Saturday. There's going to be a lot of time for that as we uh, watch the qualifiers for the World Championship. And then it'll be a little bit more about match play on Sunday. But please, interact, follow, subscribe, do all the social media metrics that matter to us to be able to provide you with this beautiful stream for our 12th World Championship, the 2023 version of this. Matthew Van Hoosier, Brian Bernhardt. And Gary Sheldon all joined me for their po- for this podcast and uh, had a great dialogue about a lot of stuff going on in Golden Tee and made our fantasy selections. So thank you guys for listening and enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the episode. Here is Matt, Brian, and Gary. Taping this Tuesday night. Or I'm sorry, this is Monday night. This is Monday night, right? Sorry, my days are running Come together. On. Uh, we are here to talk about the World Championship of Golden Tea, the 12th edition of this World Championship. And here sitting with me today are three world's qualifiers. We'll start with the first one with me, qualifying by way of the purple bracket of the Carolina Clash, Matthew Van Hoosier. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Pino. Uh, qualifying by the Dallas Holiday Classic, uh, by this way of the purple bracket, Gary Sheldon. Good evening, sir. Good evening. And he is the inaugural Players' City Champion, qualified at TPC Scottsdale, but is choosing not to attend. Brian Bernhardt, good evening, sir. 
Good evening, Gino. We haven't podcasted since all that. All right, that, that was one thing that happened a few weeks back, and I haven't really asked a whole lot of questions about it because I was just curious. All right, TPC Scottsdale, from what I understand, good course for you. And so you wanted to go play events mode that way. Yeah, it, it was one of those events where I knew that I would do well, and I was kind of chasing the, the prize money, and I was under the assumption that, you know, I I notified, I told Kevin I wasn't going to be there, and I just assumed that the next man up that week would get the spot. Um, you know, I guess that's exactly. what happens when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, and I was Why wrong. Why would you assume that? <laughs> yeah. You know, Does I mean, it make logical uh, sense? So, so, I mean, I, I felt bad for the guy that didn't make it. He ended up still qualifying, I believe. Um, but that, that was fish and chips, wasn't it, down in Florida? Matt Woods? Yeah, so he's still going to be there. Um, I mean, had I known that my spot um, would have taken somebody away from being there, I, I wouldn't have chased it for a couple hundred bucks or whatever it was. You know, but uh, luckily Matt qualified. He's going to be there, and – because I ended up uh, taking his spot, which he ended up getting back. Uh, Gibby got to go there on my little road trip event that Kevin uh, put together. So uh, I, I designed the course, uh, Kevin's idea. But but yeah, Gibby gets to attend now, so it all worked out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, there was a bright side because there was a, a little bit of uh, angst towards you, I guess, in the world of uh, the whole social media thing. And That's I'm just like, cool. you know. That was Sandmeyer for for whatever oh, yeah. reason. I, I, it was I, I've never done anything to that guy, you know. It was well not I, intentional by any means, and he kind of blew it up a little bit, you know. But yeah, no. time I read the fine print, I guess. Yeah, I that's that was another thing kind of hidden in the rules there at the beginning when they made that world announcement was, you know, it would be easy for us because it's probably happened before. I don't know if it would, but it, like the next person down would get it because we've done this with purple brackets where the purple bracket champions already qualified and then the next one up would get it. All right. We don't go host another purple bracket somewhere else to, uh, to find a new, uh, or the next purple bracket qualifier. This, you know, it was kind of written early in and I guess, you know, not looking hard enough or really not looking at all. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Honest mistake. You know, next year when qualifying comes up, uh, well, I don't think we'll have a family road trip planned that same weekend. I'll do the best I can to avoid that again, and uh, I'll just go. I mean, if they announce Worlds like, you know, three and a half, four months uh, before it happens again, then you could be in danger, sir. Yeah, that's the one thing I don't get is, you know, you got, and I, it is kind of apples and oranges when you compare Golden Tee to Big Buck Hunter, but those are the only two coin-up games that have such a large World Championship, and at the conclusion of the world championships for big buck hunter, they're announcing the weekend for the next year for world, they're, they're starting qualifying already for the next world championships with like a week or two later. Why can't it do that? Uh, are we well, sure? Are we, are we sure that the, it's going to happen this weekend still? <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> being that, my check's already been written to me. Um, yeah, I, I certainly hope there's something for me to do there this weekend, and okay. they're not just giving me money. But if, if it doesn't, it's going to be a hell of a party. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, so <laughs> and they got the hunks in the same building, so it'll be a good time. Absolutely. That's right. uh, and so, uh, Ryan, like I, I did, tried not to cast a whole lot of judgment. I wanted to hear a little bit from you about that. Uh, this world championship coming up. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of things that we've had from previous world championships, just what Matt's seen as an MC in the last, you know, five years that he's not going to get to see uh, potentially as, uh, as a player, you know, the, whether say what you want about the jerseys, I still have all four of mine. Matt is now half the man he used to be though. (laughs) In more ways than one. (laughs) In more ways than one. I've got uh, I have the same four jerseys, you know, because uh, they're they're kind enough to get some for me. Well, I was the you know the the MC there. Gary, you still got your jerseys? Still got them hanging in the closet. See, I, I, I like them. Okay, I I thought it was a cool thing, and I, I hate that you know Matt only has his for his MC, not because he actually played in the World Championship. You know, uh, the the Vegas odds part that's a little disappointing. Although I love Puff stepping up and uh, doing it on his own. They're not doing Vegas odds. Uh, Puff is. Puff is doing Vegas odds, but right, but one of the best parts about it being in Vegas, they have the big board. You look up and you see your name up there. You take a picture. You throw twenty five bucks in yourself. I mean, wow, that's unless unless a deal's happened sometime this week that I don't know about. um, I was led to believe, large in part, because the place that we're having this world championship is not a sports book or doesn't have a sports book. And so trying to ask another sports book to handicap something they don't know a whole lot about outside of the other two properties we've been to, uh, you know, that they were having a hard time getting that deal done. So I'm, I'm curious how That's hard a bad trying, but you know, they'll bring, they'll bring business to the other sports books. They did it last year. I'm sure they made money. Why wouldn't they, be all over just throwing some names up there and some odds and uh look I, I, money. if i were the golden nugget i would understand hey i've never heard of golden tea what is golden tea why do i want to you know throw money at this uh and hope it makes money for me uh in the end of the day we know it would but st- them standing there abstractly looking at this whole thing i don't know what's going on here uh so uh not having sports odd that's that's going to be that's a damper so uh, i've told chad it's uh kind of going to make our job a little bit harder uh but uh, i would say a little bit harder but we just you know, we got to find other stuff to well, talk about to give you one last thing to say talk about yeah yeah and so that that, that part's going to be a little bit of downer but that being said we still have as of right now we have six spots open for close to the pin qualifier we have 90 very capable very good golden tee players to fill up a world championship. Uh, so, and uh, we were talking last night, I think we got about 20, I think 21 or 22 first-time world championship competitors. So, a lot of new faces going to be around. Well, I think we mentioned that at the the close-up podcast from uh, St. Louis, was that uh, the qualifiers at that at that point, there was a lot of names on there that we, you know, we hadn't seen before. So, that was, that was kind of neat to see, and then it continued out throughout the qualifier. There were guys qualifying in week one that you would never normally see qualifying in week one. Right. Uh, but I, I, if I could find it real quick, because I, I know it's on Golden T's uh, Facebook page, but I, I looked up what was the first time we ever started qualifying on events mode. All right. Which was for 19 at the Orleans. Now, if we remember correctly, 18 was based off 
I believe your 10 best scores that week or whatever, or it was your five best scores on each course, something like that. And they ranked you one through 50 in the top 10 would get that week qualifier. All right. We weren't doing events mode really until 2019. Uh, and so, and I had to find it here, but I remember the first one that they did and it had 1500 for first place, 750 for second place. You know, this is a banger's, you know, delight. All right. Let, let's go make the money. Uh, this time, uh, with, you know, whether people did read about, you know, world spots going somewhere else or moving down the line or they didn't, uh, you know, was it 350 or 350 for first, 275 for second, whatever. It's just not nearly as attractive to play. Yeah. When, when they have these events to qualify for Vegas, they should at least, you know, have enough money to cover your airfare, maybe a night or two in a hotel. But, you know, if, uh, you get fourth place in the event out of say eight and you get what, a hundred bucks. And it's going to cost you twelve hundred to fly out there and stay for three nights. Oh, I, I guess I, I'm not that part. I'm not that worried about it. But, but I just things that are more attractive for somebody to play all the time. And I remember those first two or three events that that week or those first three weeks. You know, the bangers were all up top, and they would continue to play for the duration of qualifying because it was still lucrative for them to play events mode. Mm-hmm. Right. Wasn't um, wasn't last year's qualifying uh, basically no prize money? What do you I, mean? I, I remember remembering the people saying that that if you wanted to qualify for worlds, you played the event mode, but the actual event mode didn't have like a bunch of prize money associated with it. Or am I misremembering this? Well, uh, I mean, a lot a lot of people qualified pre-pandemic uh, for the last year's world championship. That's right. Uh, yeah. uh, early pandemic. Um. Uh, and then we didn't really start up more until after, like, I mean, 21 clash. Um, I just seem to remember a lot of people talking about, you know, basically their I'd have accounts to, yeah. going to Zippo because they weren't getting anything back on the games. I'd have to look. I would have to do some more internet yeah. deep diving on that one. Gotcha. Uh, either way, uh, I felt universally that, I wouldn't say universally, but they, I really felt that maybe I, I wasn't seeing a whole lot of play from events mode compared to previous years. And if we purchase into the belief that what the events mode brings in is supposed to fund the world championship, then yeah, this was probably meant to be a smaller world championship in the first place. I don't know. I mean, that's just me speculating there. Uh, but what what I what I gathered from all this, I mean, that we got to remember, it treats this as a marketing event. All right, if you guys listen to Kevin on my podcast, I mean, it was very much, hey, you're not gonna not you're not gonna play not play in the world championship. You're gonna play in it. All right, no matter what courses we put up here. All right, it's still the one tournament that pays four x five x more than any other tournament that we play. All right, the top in this game is still going to show up for that, really, no matter what course that we play, or what courses we play. It's kind of the system that we have. Uh, so we keep that in mind. I think this is going to be a great at-home viewing experience. 
uh, with the people in charge and these new machines that are going to be fully lit. It's going to be the full model that you see. They're all PGAs. And uh, yeah, very, very blue room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's and hopefully be... not in the way that King posted earlier on the quality assurance with the flashing <laughs> lights. <laughs> that was really cool, but that's not something yeah. you want just to happen. <laughs> I would. Just uh, my long-winded way there to say I'm, I'm not I'm not having the highest expectations of what we're going to see as far as play is concerned. Uh, if we're going to do PGA courses, all right, mix peppered in with good gold with golden tee courses as well. Um, I think it's going to be a different viewing experience as far as that's concerned. People that chush, people that can chip well, they're going to be at an advantage. People that can hit it full power, full maximum speed on their on the track ball. Those are the guys that are going to be at an advantage in those kind of courses. Uh, the PGA course, Louisiana, has a lot of shushing opportunities. And if that ends up being part of the qualifying mix, guys like Chris Brewer, Ryan McCook, you know, the, the top players that, that, that are great at shushing. And I mean, a lot of the guys can, can shush now, you know, obviously, but the click chippers um, of the world, too. Yeah. Because you've got a lot of 20, 30 yard chips just off the green on that. So that jo JoJo. Uh, so, yeah. But it's almost like every other – then you got, of course, like Scottsdale that we were just talking about a few minutes ago. It's a 22 under par. You know, you got you got a few holes that you might be able to drive, but it, it's, it might be boring to some. I, I enjoy it. But, but yeah, it's going to make for a very long qualifying day if there's yeah. multiple PGA courses in there. Kevin said on the podcast, TPC Scottsdale is a very scorable course. I heard him say that, and I couldn't believe it. I, I'm like no. – I, I was taken back a little bit, and I'm like – I wonder what that is. like 23. Yeah, par is 23 under, upwards of like 25 or 26 if a couple of holes are drivable. But, but yeah, I see. Uh, I, must have I got see. his TPCs mixed up. That's what I feel about Louisiana, which can get to 28, 29 if you wanted to. Yeah, that right. one, that one can. Yeah. Matt, have you been, have you been doing your, uh, have you been working out on the, tw uh, on the PGA courses? Uh, I took my second trip through them last night. <laughs> um, just so I didn't get surprised. I know I actually, I actually went and I intentionally hit it in a bunch of spots that would be like places you might land if you hit a poor shot or tried to be aggressive with something. And I knew it looked bad just to see what it was like, you know, hitting some weeds or something that are just off, just off the green. Does it come out of there? Just trying to learn where not to go. Uh, is really been what I've been trying to do. How are those breeze balls, by the way? Uh, just as expensive as the other ones, I guess. <laughs> This has not been typed, uh, touched on yet, so it kind of uh, it needs to be. But uh, if anybody listened to last night's podcast, you uh, it was kind of revealed that uh, one of the four competitors in the World Championship field that were playing with a full complement of wind, one of them has chosen to maybe stick with a little bit of a half-wind route, and his name is Matthew Van Hoosier. This is, this is true. And all right, I'm going to make two points. Because obviously my opinions have been known on this podcast and on the internet for I, quite some time now. You realize you've been on like 25 episodes of my podcast, by the way. I, I just I need you to be aware of that because there's been a lot of uh, anti-stout rhetoric from you. I, this you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, I, I, I definitely, if we wouldn't mind those, you'll find you'll find what I'm about to say to be true, though, I think. Was was one of the things I said was uh, that I don't, I don't play this game to make a profit, which is still true. But... It, Going to the world championships is a bit different than that, right? <laughs> you don't go to the 
you don't go to Vegas and be like, you know what? We're just going to screw around, go 0-2 in purple and just walk away. You, you know, you want to try. You, I'm not, not try is not the right word, but you want to give yourself max opportunity. Now, uh, that being said, I was still not switched until maybe a couple, two, three weeks ago. And the thing that did it was when Kevin came out with your podcast and said that the PGAs were going to be in there. When that happened, in my opinion, given the other courses that are also likely in the mix, GSPs become monumentally more important in this qualifier than they are normally. I think that the, the, the uh, how many strokes off of par you're going to be with some of those in the mix could potentially be very, very small. And all of a sudden, you're going to absolutely have to have, you know, 200,000 or something, 180,000 to, to just to try to make sure you're on the right side of the line. Um, and so that's definitely not something that I'm super good at. So those are the reasons. Brian's shaking his head. I don't blame him. I know what I know what I'm gonna get. I know what I'm gonna get from people. It's fine. Hey brother, I'm gonna oh. hug you extra hard. Um, uh no. Rosie, okay. I believe the thing is when in Rome. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know, Matt. Um it's a bring it. I you know, dude, I deserve it. I deserve it. Oh. I told Steve yesterday when he asked, I said <laughs> I, I kind of hate myself a little bit, but you should. <laughs> Dirty. You, you really should. I, I mean, I you've been playing this game as long as I have. And needing GSPs on PGA courses is a bullshit excuse to change the stouts. I'll tell you that right now. Because all you got to do is use those 20 years of skill, the tens of thousands of games that you've played, not... and just flick it a little bit more left, flick a little bit more right. They're flat greens, man. I mean, come on. Can you add ask... a seven win? Can, can you stop pretending like this man has played near as much golden tea as you have? Because that's right. not true at all. You said... You just said tens of thousands. I do not have tens of thousands. Okay. I have well, you ten thousand. It's twenty years. <laughs> ten thousand. <000. laughs> yeah. Um, Matt, I applaud. I applaud you and your uh, desire to play with a little bit of half wind. There's uh, nothing wrong I mean, with that at all. I appreciate all of your opinions. I will. I will stomach this for another week and then see what see where I stand. Yeah. It's yeah, funny that it's funny that Matt would switch for that reason, and that same exact reason is why I'm switching from Stouts on the PGA. Are you going to go for the try to get that extra distance? Yeah, yeah. I, as I was doing my playthroughs, I was thinking through that as well, Gary. Yeah, is it could I get some greens with Titans so I couldn't get them with Stouts? Well, it's that other ball. It's not arrows. Yeah. I don't. I, L, yeah, I LBL or well, I don't remember what the name is. But they're the longest balls on the the new ones, on the PGA, and you find you can get yourself a lot closer, if not on those greens. Uh, are um, you going to try to switch balls from PGA courses to Golden Tee courses? Yeah, that's a hard life right there, man. I tried I that know. for a while. I'm I'm seventy percent sure that I'm going to go with the longer ball. But even like Gina said. Why are you switching it now? Like, just keep playing what you're what you've been playing. The, the hardest part too, switching in between you know courses. We all know this. It's it's hard to remember to change. Bad. Remember to do it, yeah. And then all the, of a sudden you're like, oh, I forgot to change. Well, I guess I'm playing this ball, and then it's near your head for 18 holes. Well, you can assign a well. You can't assign a. You can sign a club. Just club. Yeah, not ball. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to assign a ball to a course like three years ago. I'm, I'm sure they're still working on that. Well, I thought about that, Brian, like, but then we've all played the old balls. So even if you do make a mistake, yeah, it'll suck a little bit, but 
Champions adjust, right? Yeah. I mean, right. that, uh, that'll be a, a curious story point for this, uh, especially in the qualifier, because I kind of want to see it. And I'm going to do a lap uh, just to kind of see if we do play qualify on the PGA course, who is putting arrow or who is putting a longer golf ball in their bag. That that might be a point. If Gary's doing it, that meant, might mean there might be more people doing that, too. I could see the mouth doing it. I could see Taylor doing it. I don't know if yeah, Oz plays sure. arrows at all. Well, I was just thinking the last time we saw somebody switch kind of like in the middle of a tournament was when we saw Haas switch to those arrows on uh, the, in the finals a couple of years ago. What course was that? Um, shoot. No, it was a tropical course, but it was that Coral Ridge, maybe. That's it. We that saw him try exactly. to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I, I could definitely see some people toying with that idea. I don't I don't think Gary's an outlier by any means there. Um, or also you see the setup before you play. Well, you if, you're in the, if you're if you're in the, the second group to play a course. Yeah. Yeah. But and then all of a sudden you could say, oh, I can just play these balls. Don't worry about it. Remember what was said last night, though. We are going to the ABBA format for this World Championship. So, yep, I think that's uh, the way to do. It. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've so I, I did mention that to him last night. Like, I, I mean, I know he's had to be asked about that. Anybody that's played an NIV or even a Carolina Clash, I've always had at least one person at that tournament come up to me and want that, just based on it because it's the first look tournament. Sure. Right, right, which the, the clash won't be this year, but previously in the NIV October, you know, it's like a week and a half after uh, the new course release. And so well, a lot of people say it again. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but you guys are still going to be the first look tournament. Uh, no, we'll have new courses July 31st on the new PGA machines. Uh, and then September 4th or September, it's like, it's like the Monday after uh, the week after Labor Day. Uh, but then, but that'd be after Nashville, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, after Nashville. Uh, and yeah, then uh, if everything goes yeah, to plan, right? I mean, if there's a lot that can happen between now and then, fair. It's not going to happen sooner, though. My point is, I think Nashville's still going to be in the old courses because all those tournament machines are legacy. True. Correct. That, yeah. that is correct. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you there. I was just no, no. You're you're right, and and, I, and I'm glad I just stopped myself because uh, I was about to reveal something I shouldn't be revealing, but. <laughs> uh the uh yeah so the clash will probably be like a few weeks after but uh the new course release on legacy and uh we'll see what the what it looks like then uh but uh, uh the, more... the, the 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 sorry just on that same thing and another reason why i like the bbaa is it gives you that longer break so if you do get hungry, or if you do need to do something, you know what I mean. Um, well, especially I, I, love, group too. I love having a longer break, and I love playing back back to back. What are the rules on eating chicken wings during the qualifier? It's okay. It's approved. Yeah, completely allowed. <laughs> Our, uh, the the response... PGA machines are actually more resilient to food than the old ones are. Is, it, is there another a, a boneless wing holder, or just a cup holder in those? It's just a cup holder. If you line them up correctly, you can get about six wings in there, though. Also works really well for ramen noodles. I like to put my wings in a cup and then put it in the cup holder and then eat them as I'm playing. And 
Actually, you can put them in the back cup holder, and then in the front cup holder, you can have your ranch or your blue cheese or whatever your flavor Ooh, is. Yeah. There you go. I, I typically oh. like to take two drumettes and then use them as my thumbs to flick it forward. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my you thing. You get a tournament official over there to lick them all down. Yeah. It would violate clause number 5.26 with no foreign <laughs> substance on the ball. So that is, That is correct. Thank you, David Duncan. That foot cream could have waited somewhere else, but, you know. Yeah. Duncan, I was surprised he didn't try. Well, uh, he's allowed. After what happened last year, I wouldn't show up anywhere. Um, refresh, yeah. refresh. Okay, refresh. Oh, he, uh, go ahead, Brian. Oh, I mean, he uh, there was a Calcutta money issue, and then he also didn't show up on Sunday. Oh, that's right. Had a bad qualifier. Uh, oh, he well, missed the cut. Yeah, he missed the yeah. cut. Yeah. That's uh, right. Then uh, did not come back the the second day, which you know kudos to the two people that got wins there, because uh, that's not an easy out at all. Um, and then uh, yeah, there was a Calcutta money issue, and I I I stood behind Richard and Tickner talk about it a little bit. I'm not going to reveal too much of it, but yeah, they were. I mean, somebody got shafted. So and uh, unfortunately with David. Um, if anybody's ever known that guy long enough, you know, it's it's hard to be surprised at something like this. So well, and I was buying he spent a lot of time playing Buffalo. He was several hundred, if not a couple thousand deep into a couple of those machines there. So I don't know if he didn't sleep much or I mean there's a lot going on mentally for him that weekend. So I mean not not that it's an excuse, but I I am not surprised he is not there this weekend. I think it's probably in the best place for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I can see David Duncan have a problem. Uh, as I said, uh, 90 players in this field so far, uh, minus Mike Seurat, minus, uh, the gravy beast, uh, great. Yeah. Mike Demko, the gravy beast, Corey Neely. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Edward Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Edward, uh, Eddie DeSimone. Uh, DeSimone. Yeah. Eddie DeSimone. Had a baby. Uh, Congratulations. And then, uh, and then, unfortunately, the last one, uh, which was uh, Bryce Albert, and uh, oh. I, I mentioned this last night, and I, like the, the whole youngest person to play in a world championship, I swear nobody would have known that unless unless it was me. All right, nobody. I, when I played the world championship, when I was I was twenty twenty years and ten months old. All right, and Gary Colabono had came up to me and my mom at the time, and said. We need to keep this quiet. All right. We can, we don't, the, all these things are sponsored by alcohol. All right. Everybody remembers the early 2000s. Companies yeah. were throwing freaking money at IT to have their Michelob brand. Ultra. Yeah. Michelob. Well, uh, Ultra wasn't a thing yet. It was still just Michelob's Michelob. Michelob Light. And uh, Gary had come to me and my mom at officials timeout and told us that, hey, just be quiet. Don't say anything. He's not drinking, which I wasn't at the time. He's not doing anything he's not supposed to. Just, we'll be cool right now. Uh, and uh, we'll get you to Orlando. And uh, I really, nothing happened at the World Championship for me. I went, oh, or I, I lost my only match and I, I lost all my, or didn't have a great team play. But uh, Gary finally spilled the beans to everybody one night. We we're all playing poker at the hotel and says, yeah, he's not 21 yet. And everybody just kind of had a laugh about it. 
And so, but I'll, the, the only the only way I would know that is just if that whole experience happened, okay? Because I, I have to be the only I have to be the youngest one, right? And I've known I've known everybody else has played one since. There isn't one. And so when this happened with Bryce, like I I really sold it to him as a really cool thing. I'm like, you're gonna be the youngest. I was now you're gonna be the youngest to ever play. And uh he I shared a couple messages with me uh you know before, you know, just the tournament. And I think he was kind of excited. And uh this is just kind of a an unfortunate turn of events where something that probably should have happened 16 months ago, uh, should have been nipped in the bud 16 months ago. Um uh, now is uh kind of Put a, I wouldn't say a big cloud, but there's probably going to be a small cloud somewhere in the in the room that you know you'll see some guys change well, some player names and stuff like that. So, but yeah, picture it's yourself happened. as Bryce. Mm-hmm. Well, well, picture being Bryce and you're you're at home and you're watching the stream. I should uh, be there. That's that's, no. that's what I'm thinking. You know, if I'm Bryce, why the hell am I not there? Or why didn't it? Why weren't they more proactive? I mean, just all these what ifs and. And we talked about this last night, uh, but um, you know the Bryce rule: uh, as soon as he as soon as he's eligible to play in the World Championships, he should have a free entry. Absolutely, uh, and uh, whether changing cities or not is going to impact that. Um, but it it just seems to, like I said, should have been nipped in the bud sixteen months ago uh, when he when he won it. Uh, real quick point though, you know, you mentioned changing cities, and if IT talks once about how much money it costs to run these world championships, like, why even bother? It's having Chicago. If, if you're so worried about spending money bringing it all the way to Vegas, like, I know it's a marketing thing and it's it's this this and that, but um, they really gotta gotta look at themselves in the mirror and and think, you know, we're trying to save money here, not spend so much. Let's just have it in our backyard. But that's a story for another time. Well, no, that could be a story for tonight too. But just because this feels like it's going to be our last time in Vegas, All right, If anybody listened to the Kevin podcast, I mean, the writing was a little bit on the wall. Um, I've been led to believe that somebody is really right after this World Championship is going to go hunt for a World Championship location immediately after we're done. Uh, and the feeling is is to try to get back to the Midwest. Or get to the Midwest, uh, which it was one thing to ship these uh, legacy units the way they did. Now it's a di- completely different cost to ship these PGA units in all its entirety with them. But I've also led to believe that uh, all twenty-five machines that are gonna that you're gonna see in Las Vegas have been sold already. The Las Vegas and West Coast vendors. So. Well, someone's working on the sales side, huh? I guess. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I need thoughts on the Bryce situation because I wasn't happy about it. Somebody, Matt, Gary. I mean, we I'd call you out. We we talked. Yeah, no, that's fine. We we talked about it. Uh, maybe it was just offline. I don't remember. But once that on that Wisconsin tournament that he won the the purple bracket there, the kind of the closeout podcast. If we said on the podcast, we did. If we didn't, we definitely talked about it off offline. Was you know, how is this going to get handled? Kid, is he going to be eligible? Really eligible because of the age? And it was obviously it was very new at that point. Nobody knew. Nobody knows anything. And then, like Brian said, for the next fifteen months, we were all kind of led to believe it was going to be okay. Um, probably to the point where I, I would have to assume that Bryce and his dad were in contact with IT or tried to be in contact with IT. He's like, we're we're good, right? And 
I mean, I haven't talked to them about it, but I, I would just have to assume that before you go and sink those kind of that kind of financial commitment into something like that, that you that you're you know sure that you're going for the reason that you're going for. Uh, honestly, if I were Bryce, I would have gone to high school and told everybody I knew, hey, I'm going to go oh, play in a Golden. I'm also team. certain that happened. Yes. Okay, I'll <laughs> send you that stuff in high school. Uh, I'll I'll send you the YouTube link. All right, and you're gonna yeah, watch me yeah. play in the goal. And by the way, if he was in this World Championship, he was on the stream. All right, it, it was happening. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. Um, and uh, the the future of Golden Two, the future face, because we know CJ's not that future face anymore, right? Uh, no, Bryce. No, yeah, he's the real future of Golden Two. The uh, Brian, but, what have you done for me lately? Bernhard speaks again. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, CJ. Uh, Bryce. Uh. But yeah, like I said, he. I mean, I imagine he went and bragged to people, and uh, you know that that part, like I said, sucks. I hate it. Uh, the whole terms of service thing is kind of a whatever. I mean, I, 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 I guess if you're going to use that as the letter of the law, that's something. Uh, but then he probably shouldn't have been playing. I mean, he probably shouldn't have been playing in the in the tournament in the first place. Then, if that's if that's correct. Uh. But yeah, technically, you shouldn't have a player account, correct? Well, right, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it says right there. Is yeah, you don't you don't dump it off on you know if he's not supposed to play the tournament because he's not old enough, you don't dump that policing onto the people running that tournament. No, of course not. You got to take care of your own house. When you sign up for an account, does it ask you if you're eighteen? I, I don't remember. I mean, it's been two years. Exactly. So when when you used to, it doesn't show it on the front screen anymore. But a while back, when you log on to a game of golden tea, it would say must be 18 years old or to play a game for price. It used to say that. Okay. Uh, now we bury everything else with the terms of service that you click and agree to every time you buy anything in the world or you do anything yeah. in life. Yeah. If uh, anybody wants to primer on how that could probably go, just go watch Jonah's awful from black mirror on Netflix. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Promise. The, uh, and then if you want to look further down in that terms of service, you know, they have, People ineligible. All right. Our players are people that are not eligible, whether it is employees, employees, employees or stuff like that. I mean, that that to me, the whole terms of service, it's uh okay, if you're gonna use that, that's fine, but used it use it 16 months ago. Don't use it now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so uh, me foolishly thinking, hey, I've been to when we went in 16 to the world championship, Gary, Brian, when we were there. We were there during March Madness. Those so Wednesday and Thursday. All right, you, you, if you guys remember correctly, maybe you, maybe yeah, it, over, it overlapped. It overlapped. I remember. Uh, the I was stunned at the amount of kids I saw on the Las Vegas Strip walking around because it yeah. was spring break. It, well, where we we were at the convention center, and so that there's a lot of families that stay there, right? That was at the convention center, wasn't it? Uh, no, yeah. I was talking about just on the Las Vegas Strip. I'm, I mean, I'm oh, literally going shopping somewhere, and I'm looking around like, what, what are these twelve year olds doing around here? Yeah. And, uh, you know, so us going to a venue that is more of an event venue, not a casino. Seemed I mean, like that was going to help matters. Yeah, I, I thought that would help. I mean, uh, Jordan going to the convention center last year. Now he was 18 when he had played the tournament, whether that matters between 18 and 16, I don't know. But uh, when he played the uh, mobile world championship, so 
once again, just a, a sour note that's a part of this world championship, and uh, we're going to miss him. I hate that Bryce can't come experience this, um, and, and, I, and I really feel for him. But uh, that being said, he said he said on a post somewhere like he he's he, he looks forward to playing future world championships. So I hope he gets to be a part of one. I second. Yeah, that. he was very mature on his response. In the... Like I said, Brian came up with the rule. Uh, should get what eighteen or twenty-one world championship. Whenever he's but... eligible. So to, not knowing in the future of the world championships, if when he's 18 and you can be 18 to play in the world championships, he should say, yep, you're, you know, put the Q by his name. Yes. Something they haven't even done for previous year's world, world champions. Mm-hmm. Or just put his face in the game. You, we, we can just go ahead and do that. Uh, they're they're going to stop doing that. So, yeah. Something they haven't even done for previous world champions. <laughs> Give the kid a bomber jacket while we're at it. God darn it. I think Eversole will let him have one of his. I mean, I know he's oh, not nice. using them. Might be a little big for him. <laughs> <laughs> to see him walking through the hallways in high school with the Golden Tee Bomber jacket on. Yeah, what the a stud. Oh, the, the, you know, the people following him down the hallway, the, the girls holding his books. I mean, man, he'd be living the life. But no, I just, just pulled the plug on it. We just showed how old we really are because we're talking about Letterman jackets and people actually carrying books in high school, you old geezer. He walks around with a Chromebook, and that's probably it, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> this is our World Championship Fantasy Selections here. Now, this is, like I said, loaded group here. Fantasy golf. Once again, uh, based on what I'm doing uh with uh with the world championship, I'm gonna abstain from selecting uh again tonight uh to keep just neutral. I don't want to influence or, or say who I think is winning and who is not winning. So, Kirk, Kirk, treat me proud of you. Thank you. All right, I'm very official like that. Group one, it is two-time world champion Andrew Haas, the 2018 world champion Evan Gossett, two-time Player of the Year Jeff Lannon. Two-time world champion, runner-up Joe Macero, Mark the Mouth McClevich, 2017 Missouri Open champion, the defending reigning world champion Paul Anthony Luna, three-time National Golden Tee Tour champion Paul Taylor, two-time National Golden Tee Tour champion Ryan McCook. Tonight, we will start with Gary Sheldon. Go ahead, sir. My pick for group number one will be back-to-back champion, Paul Anthony Luna. Oh! Back-to-back jacks. Back-to-back. By the way, I mean, it's pretty obvious. If you're making a pick in group one, this is the person you believe is going to win the world championship. Correct. 100%. Nobody in group two down is winning the world championship. That's not what we said. This is the person no. you believe is going to win the world championship. Okay. So, back-to-back champion, Paul Anthony Luna. That's happening. That's happening. I just – he's – yeah, I think he's I, – he's, that's, 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 that's happening right there. I, I don't need to justify it, do I? No, I mean, it, it's, it's 
pretty solid. That's not why we're here. Nope. Self, but I mean, just is he? Uh, I mean, does he? Do I mean, well? usually, let's be real. Usually, when I say stuff, it's wrong, anyways, right? And it gets brought back up. So, we're, yeah, we're here to say the wrong thing so that everybody can yeah. be entertained by it, and we're good at what we do. <laughs> I, I get Facebook messages all the time or tweet tweets now uh, about you know things that I'm uh, wrong about. It's great. Oh, people just wait and confront me at the tournament, so that's even better. <laughs> it's fine. Matthew Van Hoosier, go ahead, sir. Uh, I can be just as direct, direct as Gary Sheldon if, uh, if I want to. Um, it, I, it's, it's easy to say there's not a wrong pick in this group because there's not a wrong pick in this group, I don't think. But um, there is definitely a right pick. We won't know what it is until Sunday what that right pick was, but the one I'm going to go with at least is uh, one of the hotter players on tour uh, in the last couple tournament events, Paul Taylor. Ooh. We're going to have ourselves a new world champion this year, Chris, a new oh. world champion. Wow. A that would be timer. exciting. We're going to have a first timer. What I don't know is whether or not he'll have to wear, he'll wear a stocking cap in 115 degree Las Vegas. Cause that's kind of been his empty. Oh, man, it's going to be brutal. That's a uh, super important error. Say it again. The weather is going to be hot, and so is Paul Taylor. Very true. Very true. Maybe he a has a maybe he has a like a thinner one for extreme heat conditions. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's wool and it wicks the heat away somehow, or just the sweat. That could be it. Or maybe they'll have it sixty-five degrees in there, and it'll be warranted. Yeah, right. It'll be the one. It'll be ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Not wearing shorts. <laughs> Brian Bernhardt. Well, two Pauls have been taken. Um, I will say who I don't think it will be first. And that's because I found out today this guy's going to be the technician for IT during the weekend because there's no tech support. So I don't think Mouth is going to have the best weekend since if anything goes wrong, he's your guy. Wait a minute. You tell me that the tech for the weekend is going to be a player in the tournament. Well, who else now, is IT going to send? Huh? Who else is IT going to send? I have no idea. Well, who was there last year? Probably Russ, right? I mean, it was kind of Russ, yeah. I mean, Russ was the one that diagnosed the whole machine issue on the streaming machine. And who's not going to be there this year? Russ. Is Russ not going? No. Oh, Okay. So now, I, back to no, my let, let me let me be very clear. Right? I'm not trying to imply anything against Mouth in this situation. I'm saying I mean, that I anybody on this now. list was, was your was your was your tech for your machines that you're playing the tournament on. That just smells a little bit, right? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, if it was milk, I wouldn't drink it. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, but I've interrupted your pick, Brian. Proceed. <laughs> So Evan Gossett already said that he's gonna win it. Win it. I I do appreciate the confidence. I think that leans a little bit more towards cockiness and confidence. But hey, whatever floats your boat. Um, but like we already talked about, any one of these guys can win this. But the person I'm gonna pick is the guy that we're gonna be able to call the first ever three time world champion, and that is Andrew. Huss. Greg Kinsler. He will win this group. <laughs> Andy Haas. 
Andy Haas, that would be 33 tournaments all time for him over 20 years time it is uh, truly what a remarkable career that w- it would be. And I'm it would be quick. of no surprise to anybody. Um, look, I, I'm not making any selections as far as this thing's going uh, or the fantasy sh- sheets going. I'm going to say this now, and I'm probably going to, you're probably going to hear it a lot from me over the next few days. Um, that last world championship that we saw had a lot of, it was a lot of time, a lot of angst, a lot of buildup playing the same courses. A lot of guys were really conditioned. And when they got to the world championship, they could really can compete. This has been a shorter time frame. The better players have dialed in the stouts more. I expect as a spectator, just somebody that's watching this, I expect the cream to rise here. All right. The best players, assuming they had to hit no landmines in the qualifying, I expect them to be at the top when they need to be. That's that's my expectation. I hope that I, I a little bit hope that I'm wrong because the upsets, the Bryce Lefix of the world last year was really great. Brandon Robinson going top four, all that stuff was good. But I think in the time frame that we've had and where the game is at, how guys are using the stouts now, I, I expect the best players to be on top of this. Would 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 you think that? they would be worried at all about drawing a PGA course in match play. It would be so easy to get out chipped or something like that on a course oh, where you are pretty much, pretty much guaranteed that the other person's never going to mess up. Uh, you know, it, it's I not guaranteed. Worried. I mean, first off, how... well, okay. It's not guaranteed, but the, oh, the chances well, are much smaller. How, how aggressive does one want to be? All right. If I'm a click chipper like Joe Macera, okay, give me a PGA course every day of the week, all right? Because I can dial in those short distances just the way I wanted to, and I don't run the risk of getting slanted fringes and giving myself chips, even though Joe Macera's missed three chips his entire life. I mean, if I'm him, yeah, I would love to see a PGA course. I think. I mean, that's, that's just the way he would be really interesting. Would be really interesting, Gino is. If there's a sudden death on a PGA course, and depending on what balls they chose to use, like we talked about earlier, do you use the stouts or do you use more distance balls? And if you get through the first 18 and then you got a guy with distance, more distance balls going against a guy with stouts, and you can get to that first hole and they can't, I mean, that's game, set, match right there. That's ha- that happens already on the Golden Sea courses. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, we got Hollywood, Dynamo- Hollywood one that happens. It is to be Petra yeah. number one that could happen a little bit. Monte number two. There's, I mean, that's been a repar- repetitive theme recently. But, but those, for me but those are courses that they're, but those are courses usually they're playing the, the same ball. Like the PGA, I think there's going to be a little bit more variables involved with what balls players are using. I guess. I, mean, well, well, I guess. I guess that was my point, though. Is it as I've been playing Titans, right, for a very long time, I've said multiple times this podcast, I've won a lot of extra whole games because I've been able to drive something somebody else has. Yeah. But you got to make it to, you know, the trick was always making it to 18 tied, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, your average PGA course gives you maybe like a, a really great player, five, six chushes a game almost, or some kind of chip, something very short that is a, a better percentage make than say 70 yards back in the fairway or whatever you're doing. Yeah. So 
yeah, that's where I, I like I said, all those guys that play like that, the Ryan McCooks of the world, those guys should excel at this stuff. That that's the way that's the way I'm seeing this world championship. It, I just want to see the influence of the PGA courses. That's going to tell the whole story. How big of an influence it is, how much they're going to be impressed onto you guys. Match play, I mean, all that stuff. So, I mean, as much as we want to complain about it, there's gonna, I think there's gonna be a different style of play. So, I hope it leads for an entertaining watch. I really do. Group two, Andrew Fox just eliminated from the World Series of Poker. My buddy, what a great four days this is. Nice, by the way, nice run, Andy. Nice run. Uh, what a yeah, great four nice days. This is, um, Chris Brewers, uh, CJ Wangler. Clinton Grover, been a while since we've seen Clint. Eddie Godfrey back in another world championship. George Von Koshenbar, perhaps the best did not have won one yet. The 2017 and 2019 Golden Tee world champion, Mark Stenbark, and Mul- or I think he's won two times on the National Golden Tee Tour, Sean Gervais. We will start with Matthew Van Hoosier. Uh, I like the mix of players here. I do. I do too. A lot of different types of play, a lot of different skill sets, uh, and a lot of different accomplishment levels, right? We've got guys who haven't won before uh, on tour, even, and we've got different generations of gold team. Yeah, we got two-time world champions, and we got like you know Andy Foxes that have won multiple times on tour. Um, so yeah, good good mix of guys here. Um, I get another one where I didn't feel like he could go super wrong. Um. So I pulled a name out of a hat, basically. <laughs> I didn't. I, I tried to think more into it, and I just we, we've been over these names so many different times. But uh, who do I feel like is going to handle the Vegas atmosphere the best? Uh, who do I who do I uh, think is is really going to embrace that? Um, and I think uh, I, I really think Andy's in a good place, right? He's going to come off this poker thing. He's going to get a week or so to decompress to do all the Vegas things. And then when he gets to the weekend, he can be golden team. So I, I feel like he's going to be on a good route by then. And I, I, and then, so by picking alphabetically, I'll go Andy Fox. Uh, can we confirm that he's staying in Vegas this week? I guess he had planned to, in case he had a run or does he going to go home and then come back? That, or I guess that was my assumption. Yeah. It's probably cheaper to stay there this whole week than to fly back and forth at this, yeah, at this late of an hour. Yeah, you know, people with families though. I mean, I, I see how it's done. Um, sure. And especially if you have the means. Um, well, he does now. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, cash, I assume, uh, he, I assume dude, the WSOP pays promptly. <laughs> you have no clue. That dude's buying me a drink. Yeah, he is so buying me a drink. <laughs> uh, Brian Bernhardt. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Uh, for the same reasons that Matt mentioned he picked Andy Fox, I am not picking Andy Fox. <laughs> I, I <laughs> He has not played much golden tea. He has not had the best year of golden tea. And although he might be in a nice, happy place, I think it's going to take a lot longer than five or six days to come off, you know, of the the high and the ups and the downs and the grind of, of poker. Um, Chris Brewer, my good buddy, uh, I have not talked to him in a long time because I'm not, I'm not playing as much as I used to. He has moved since uh, we last talked. He is now in Pennsylvania, no longer in South Carolina. Um, not sure how that's going to affect his his gameplay. Um, and, and, and Mark Denmark, it's interesting having him in Group Two. I I think you could swap him with Kinsler, honestly, 
I mean, Kinsler's playing a lot more. Mark's not playing that much, but but he's also one of those guys that doesn't need much practice. But uh, in this group here, I'm going to go with a guy that um, he's been playing very well for a very long time, and a lot of people forget about him. And I, I think this might be his time to to jump on the podium and the spotlight, and that guy is George Von K. Uh, he deserves a top-four finish the World Championships, probably a top-ten player in the world right now. Um, really hope he finds himself in a decent part of the bracket. He's a guy that he isn't cocky. He's got a lot of confidence going on and uh, hopefully it pays off next weekend. I could see, I could see it happen. He could potentially win this thing. Uh, it, would, it would not surprise me. I, I, I foresee him winning some point, whether it ever be a world championship or not. I, I don't know, but if we, if we walked away Sunday night and saw him the champion. They wouldn't. It, it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Gary Sheldon, your selection, sir. All right. Um, to me, this group was down to Clint, Eddie, Mark, and Sean. Also half the group. Yep. Which eliminates both of your picks. So you guys are wrong. <laughs> Um, but after thinking it through and, you know, I played with Litz when he came back from his little suspension, mm -hmm. it took him, it took him all of two weeks to be top 10 on the leaderboard in the, their world rankings on the website and all that. It took him all of two weeks. And that was after not playing for how many years, you know, it was a good long while. Yeah. Yeah. One of the 10 best of all time, rather. Yeah. And just seeing how quick he got back to to where he was. With all that being said, I, I think Mark has been playing enough recently that um, I think he's going to – well, it wouldn't be a surprise. It would just be like, oh, okay, you know. We saw but, this um, Yeah. Or he could miss just, the cut like he did last year. You're absolutely right. He could miss the cut. Um. But uh, I don't think he does. So I'm going to I'm gonna take Mark. Because if he makes a cut, that's where you want to be. And then can you imagine him on the PGA courses? Like, what's he got to learn? You know, Nothing. Fundamentally, he's – I mean, at his best, he's, I mean, as good of a thumber that's ever existed. Um, so, I mean, he, he would be an advantage. You'd see a lot of 100,000 great shot point rounds and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think he has the passion for the game, though. I think that was here going against him. Well, well you're absolutely you're absolutely right, but he's a competitor, and you know he is. Um, I'll throw one more devil's advocate point in there, though. Uh, he's zero four in his last four matches played in tournaments. Yep, mm -hmm. that was one of those. <laughs> so, but we're on the same courses. Yeah. So yeah. every little bit he plays. He's gonna learn more, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious how he's. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure adapting to a PGA is nothing for him. I mean, he would just, you know. I would assume. Yeah, I'm gonna call a 17 to 24th place finish for Denmark. Okay, he makes he makes the cut. Yeah, and wins the match. And wins the match. All right. All right. I could, I mean, I'm not gonna call you a liar. That's for sure. No, I mean, uh, I I think he might call that you know better than what he's done recently. 
but he's calling himself an old hack these days. So, but if you're in group two, you should be focused more on you know you're one of the top sixteen players in the tournament. So, I don't think we. I don't think he cares what groups he group he's in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah that. He doesn't care what Steve thinks of him. No. <laughs> Group uh, three, Al Alzarol, Cam Eager, Mark Gomez, Mike Johnston playing on a stream machine. Uh, just a champion of the B group, by the way. I love that guy. Robert Washburn, Steve Beatty, Steve Kramer, and Will Sandstead. We will start with Brian Bernhardt. This is a great mixture of guys. Um this is one of those ones where you might even have a, a tie, you know, maybe two guys tie at fifth, sixth or seventh, eighth to, to win the group, something like that. Um, Cam Eagers, not my pick, but he's, he's playing solid. Great, great guy. He's not one of those guys. Won't surprise me if he found himself on the podium, you know, if he, if he finds himself in the right part of the bracket, uh, but a guy that um, hasn't been in the, hasn't had the opportunity to be in the spotlight to to maybe get a top four finisher in, in this world championships. That's Steve Beatty. The guy he, he can do it. You know, it, it, when he's when he's hot, he, he's one of the best players in the room. Um the only other person I would choose in this group would be Squeaky Bob because I've gone against him so many times and he always proves me wrong. He finds himself to to be a top eight or top six player in a tournament. But um something tells me that Steve, Steve Beatty's gonna have himself a weekend. So he's my pick. Unforgotten, he did like win a tournament. I mean, it was kind of a, I would say, a legit tournament. I mean, mask on and everything in Dallas uh, during the Texas State Championship that year. So very capable player. Yeah. Uh, so good pick there, Gary Shelton. Um, yeah, I came down to um, Cam Egger and actually Steve Beatty on my my two when I looked at the list, looked at what I thought was going to happen. Um, I just, I, I like Steve, I like Steve as well. So I'm, I'm piggybacking on Brian. Um, I think he's just so doggone consistent. And out of that group, I think he's the most consistent. So that's why dialed in, man. I, yeah. I've got a chance to play some, some money games with them at, you know, Sunday nights at the end of tournaments. And when he gets dialed in, you know, he does his little thing where he walks up to the machine he steps away from the machine, walks back up to the machine, and then he just dumps it right by the hole. I mean, he's he just throws darts out there sometimes. It does yeah. every shot with a pullback. Yep, mm -hmm. every single one. Every single one. Respect. It, it, it is a beautiful thing. I really, I really admire it. And yep. uh, one of the reasons why he'll be also qualifying on the stream as well. Uh, that, that is a style that people are going to get to see. Uh, that's something I've always appreciated about Steve, Matthew Van. Future. No need to belabor the point. I wrote down Steve's name on my paper as well. Oh, we got the trifecta. Yep, we did. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gone. We, I don't think we've ever gone back and looked at it and seen if our unanimous picks have been the right pick or not. We probably we won this one. <laughs> so it, it typically doesn't happen. I remember the only other time it did happen is we all three picked Jeff Lannon in one of those Wisconsin years in Group One. Okay. And uh, he, I think it was the one year he went zero and two. Yes, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, last year. In our defense, if we do this, then we only still only have a one in eight chance of it working out. So that's not great. Yeah, true that, true that. So that that is a uh, 
big stamp for uh, Steve Beatty there. Group four, Daddy Like, Chisholm Wilson, the ever popular Gary Sheldon, Greg Kensler, two time world champion, Greg Kensler, group four, Jade McGillum, just fresh off his podium finish in Florida, Justin Seeley, good player there, Michael Jager. Orlando Ayala, I am O, and Solomon Franco, who's uh, had a recent history of playing well in tournaments. Mm-hmm. We will start with, what is this group for? So it would be Gary Shelton. All righty. Um, man, there's one really good player in this group. Is Are you going to pick him? Uh, His name isn't Gary, is, is it? Is it Are you, you Gary? I think it is. If I wasn't uh, picking myself, I would pick. <laughs> myself um yeah if I if I wasn't in this group I would probably pick Chisholm um just because I think he makes the cut and group four I need to make sure my guy makes the cut um Kinsler's wow. Kinsler you know he's Probably gonna make the cut, right? I don't know how long. I, well, I don't play. He didn't make so it last know. year, so uh, that's not a guarantee. He didn't make it last year. Um, you're right I, there. I don't ever know who's playing or not in the bars. Um, but Jade, Jade's gonna play well. He'll he'll be right there on the cut line. Yeah, everybody else. I'm not sure what Jaeger's gonna give us. Orlando, man, he could win the whole stinking thing. Depends on how <laughs> how he's playing. No joke Jeez. there. He's so good. Underrated but, player. Yep. <laughs> underrated. Completely underrated that Orlando is. No yeah. doubt. I think might still play with the Flares, too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Solomon's been playing well, too. But, yeah, obviously, I'm going to pick myself. That's I've, I've made it out playing PGA Machines. I'm putting my time in. I'm, trying, I'm playing every day. I'm good. We're good. I hear ready you. to go. I'm going in Wednesday. Got I'll a lot ready. of reps in? Yep. Are you going to try to play some outside the venue uh, when you get to Vegas? Yeah. I'm. My quest has been – I've been playing every day for a while now. And even so you, going to the bar and playing the PGA. So, Have you scouted out your uh, location you're going to try to play at? No, I, I don't. I don't know where. Okay. All right. I mean, I've looked up. There, there's, there's a few PGAs if anybody wants to take an Uber. Yeah, I'll have a car. Nice. Oh, no Uber needed. I, I know <laughs> guys that don't drink that they, they don't need uh that whole Uber that ride sharing service thing. It's, it's just kind of not a thing to them. My gold <laughs> card and my gold card for them has expired now. <laughs> Matthew Van Hoosier. Uh you just put together a terrific summation of this group. Uh, and, and unfortunately, and I love you to death, G-Shell, you came to the wrong conclusion. You were so close. You were so close to picking the right player. And that player is Orlando Ayala. He's going to win this group. This is a group of up-and-comers, though. I mean, people that are on a, on a good trajectory recently, all yeah. uh, Seeley, McGillum, uh, Solomon, like you talked about, and even Kins, right? All these players, are their, their gameplay has gone up. The results have gotten better uh, over the last couple of months uh, in tournaments and in just regular play. So uh, I like where all these guys are headed, but I think Orlando's just really, really good. <laughs> He's been in the world championship before. He's not going to get phased by anything that's going on there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I expect him to play really well. 
got to make this cut. Uh, that's the first step right there. All right. He, he can win yep. matches, but he's got to make this cut. He didn't make it last year. Yeah. So he's got to make this one. Sure does. Brian Bernhardt. Yeah. Um, speaking of Orlando and, and like you guys are mentioning, he didn't make the cut. You know, he, he actually, he got second place. Uh, he knocked me down to you know third place. If he was so free spirited on Sunday, he was having such a good time and just playing great golden tee. I'm not sure what happened to him on Saturday. So maybe having one year in the books, knowing what that qualifier is like, maybe that, that'll help him, you know, do better on Saturday to make the cut. Not my pick. Um, you know, Gary Sheldon's name that sticks out a little bit there and really tempting to say his name, you know, knowing he's got a lot of games in and, and Gary, you're a guy that you, you know what it takes to be the best, you know, when the best are all in the same place one weekend and you're getting your reps in. So kudos to you. And I hope you do well. Um, but he peaked, but, right? Yeah, that's right. He, he, he peaked, but but he, here we are. We're all talking together. We can see each other. I I can see the confidence in Gary. Like he, he seems to be in a good good place right now, and he's he's ready to compete. But but there's one guy in this group that doesn't belong in this group, and that's Greg Kinsler. I I don't know. I mean, he's just like Mark Stenmark, a, a guy that can just walk up to the machine in the PGA courses. He'll dial into these PGAs better than Stenmark. You know, so um, Greg Kinsler should probably, be in group three. Yeah, this is a guy, we, we saw what it was like when he was on stage, and he ended up getting, he got top four, didn't he, that year? Yeah, fourth that was year. Was top yeah. six? He got fourth, yeah. Fourth. Fourth. He, he's up there, uh, he, he's got nothing to lose. He, he's already showed the world what he can do, being a two-time champion, and I, I don't get a chance to talk to him much. But I'm pretty sure he's looking at at this one as this might be my my last chance in the world. Maybe if there's one in Chicago, he'll go to that. But he's a busy guy, you know. Family, you know, three children, uh, booming business. You know, have a small you know brick and mortar shop there. Uh, but I I see he's probably looking at this World Championships as probably his last chance of of making a good run. So Kinsler is my pick. Very capable. I mean, could be top four. No doubt in my mind. You say he will be? I said, I say he, I said, very well could be. Oh, very oh, well okay. could be. I mean, he, he could get a top four, would not surprise me. Uh, but there's a lot of guys capable. This, this is going to be about running good. I mean, making sure you don't compound mistakes. Um, and uh, yeah, trying to get hole outs. All right. I mean, that's what those PGA courses are going to be about. It's the only it's it's going to be the only leverage you can have. You got to be able to hole out. At least that's once again. I'm starting to try to paint the picture of what I think the World Championship is going to be about this year. Uh, group five. Aaron Ketchum playing his first World Championship. Brandon Evie, part of the mini Indianapolis group, is going to be with us. Brandon Robinson, big head after the top four last year. Daniel Kalashevsky. Been a while since we've seen him. KOC World Championship number five for him. Uh, Mike Arrington will play another world championship. I think it's number three. Nate Stowell, second world championship. And the 2017 silver bracket champion, Stuart Fox. Matt Van Hoosier. Uh, as we kind of talked about in our fill time here, this is the toughest one for me to pick. I can, I can see any of these guys walking, uh, walking in and taking this group. Um, and so like you were kind of going through, there's a couple of people who have some pretty good, Results in world championships now, Brandon. 
uh, Robinson being one of them, uh, and a couple new folks, Aaron Ketchum, uh, and then some experienced folks. Uh, I've said before that Nate Stoll was the best player in Washington, which of course means that I can't pick him because there's another person from Washington in this group. That makes perfect sense, right? Mm-hmm. But um, no, for for whatever reason, I did just um, I, I feel like this is going to be a good weekend for Mike Arrington from this group. Uh, I think he's in a good place uh, mentally with the game. Uh, he's super psyched that Jamie's going to be able to be there with him and competing, right? And he's been doing nothing but talk her up, and rightfully so. Um, and so I, I think that uh, that's going to be a good support pairing for the both of them. And I, I see him playing really well this weekend. Going to be a big part of the story a, a little bit is Jamie Arrington, and she's she's going to be on the streaming machine and uh, for her qualifier. Uh, well, and, and do you think Mike? To some small, just he won't know. He'll never admit it. But is there a little bit of a chip on the shoulder, right? Jamie went for sixty more than him in the Calcutta. He's three <laughs> groups ahead of her, right? She's getting a lot of credit, and again, rightfully so. And uh, but you know, he's a good player too. Uh, well, <laughs> first off, I bet the winning, the winning percentage is closer to fifty fifty than people think in that household. Uh, you know, I have uh, not broached that topic, but I've wondered. Oh no, it's it's close to it. I would I would I would tell you the big that, question so. here is the, the big question: Has Mike won a woman's world a woman's championship before? <laughs> no, does Mike have that? He no. has not. Okay, well, are better. we are we playing a women's championship this weekend? No, no, no we're not. No. So I, I, I don't feel bad about that. I don't think he's won any canoe races either. We're not canoe racing this weekend. <laughs> they will. Uh... Yeah, she could make the tie right now. Uh, off subject. Yeah, we'll get to Jamie here in a second. Uh, who's yeah. next? Uh, Brian. So speaking of, is this a women's world championship or a world championship? I hope we have a women's world championship someday. We were talking oh, yeah. about Buck Hunter earlier. Buck Hunter's got a women's world championship. Why doesn't Golden Tee? It's stupid. Moving on. Uh-huh. Five here. Um, because women play in our actual world championship. That's probably why. Well, because they have a chance to you know qualify. They they can have a separate qualifier. They they can have events. They can, it can do better. Uh, they want to grow the game. They got to get like Jamie won a purple bracket though. Yeah. True. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's like uh, we, our women can play in the world championship if they're. You know, I mean, some of them are good enough to do so. I know we have special events for them now, and yeah, it can do more. But uh, having it, uh, that's another subject, another day. But yeah, having a women's <laughs> world championship, eh? Because well, we women do, play is, in our world championship, they have opportunities. Well, hopefully, there's more women in this because there are six spots open, and well, you know, yeah, I would fully expect to chance. see some competitors there. Yeah, that would yeah. to go. Uh. Matt, is your uh, lady going to try to qualify in the closest of the pen? Yes or no? No. Okay. I just want to see. She's she's played seven holes of Golden Sea so far. Okay. <laughs> Big fan she is. You should have seen in 2019 how many of these people that just walked up and didn't even have a player card or anything just uh, walked up to him. I remember. I remember. <laughs> I've seen it. So. I'll Shelby. make my pick quick. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, Brian. You're on the clock. The guy, the guy gets fourth place in the world championships last year, and they throw him in group five. Come on, Steve. Brandon Robinson's winning this group. He's going to be a probably a top eight, top 12 finisher. Ooh. I mean, wow. What an endorsement. Just, 
right when you're in group when you're in group five you're in that group where it's like all right i gotta sneak into one of those top 32 spots that are you know being taken by the first four groups here you got fourth place at worlds last year and he was nervous as hell and he found a way to get fourth place so brandon robinson's been playing a lot of golden tee um he's gonna have a good weekend he's my pick you know brandon robinson's gonna be like group two for the carolina clash or something like that <laughs> that's what it's probably gonna be Gary Sheldon, go ahead. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Kevin O'Connor in this group. Um, he's playing at home. He's got experience. Um, he's pretty consistent. I think he makes the cut. Heck, has he Did ever missed PGA at home or legacy? Has he ever missed a cut? Uh, last year was his first world championship cut that he had made ever. Okay. In his uh, previous three, he was – not making the cut. Okay. No, I mean, I was thinking PG. Uh, oh, the, 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 yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, think I, th- so. I, th- I think it's Kevin. I think Kevin consistent here. Yeah, that, that's just where my gut's taking me. And I... He's bad. Yeah. Tennessee blackjack. Cat fishing. Cat fishing. Cat fishing. Plenty of time for both, Brian. As you well know. <laughs> oh, darn it. The sun came up already. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Group six. The one thing I won't miss about Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Staying up late. Or Staying up I, still remember, yeah. I, I still remember the 2008 World Championships. Greg Kimsley walking by me at the blackjack table looking at me. And he's like, you haven't gone to bed yet, Bernsey? I looked out. And I'm like, oh, the sun came up. Nope, not yet. You're like, there's $10,000 in the line. I'm like, yeah, my bad. I walked I walked by this table. I, th- I think I saw either McClellan or Reed with you, one of the two. But I, I remember going downstairs that next day, walking through that lobby. I'm like, those two are still at that table. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, saw the sun come up three days in a row. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, Lord. Everybody likes energy. a good sunrise. I have the energy for that. Uh, group six. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, kind of the darling of last year's world championship, Bryce Lepic with a big run. Chris, young Chris Jusick playing another world screen. championship. Uh, the lead, uh, the first qualifier of the non-prize play state, Connor Franta, will play his first world championship. Dan Gillard, another world championship. Also, Johnny Daher out of Ohio. Matt Woods, Fort Myers guy. Big O, Oliver Ayala. And ticks and fleas, Sean Tickner, which seems like the slam dunk for this group. Everybody's picking Tickner. I imagine that you guys are. All of you are, right? Brian Bernhardt, go ahead. Yeah. Um, you got a seasoned veteran in there, Johnny, Johnny Dollar there. Um, I know he's playing a little bit because I've gotten some invites from him, but um, it's interesting that he's in this group. I could almost see him in group five. But I still don't. I still wouldn't pick him there either. Um, the guy that I'm going to pick is the guy that's got a pretty decent handicap there, which makes me believe he's been playing some PGA. And I know he's a fan of Scottsdale because I knocked him out of that event. So Matt Woods, you're my pick. Oh, how nice of you! That was nice of you, Gary Sheldon. Yeah, I'm a. 
I like this group a lot, but I think, and I have a little inside information, so I know how much Johnny's playing. And when I was at the bar the other day, I'm playing a game and somebody's three better. And I look up and I'm like, I guess Andy's playing up there and it's Johnny. Um, he's playing some golden tea right now. He's playing a lot of golden tea right now. And he's, yeah, but he's, not in Vegas. he's hands down better than any player in that group. And you know, he is. Um, so I, I got to go with Johnny in that group. Well, operating with inside info from Gary Sheldon there. Matt Van Hoosier, go ahead. Okay, so if I got this right, Bernsey says Matt Woods has been playing on PGA, and that's why his handicap is high, which doesn't add up because all his PGA courses like 24s. That would be some Gary hellacious Sheldon's freaking PGA games if you ask me. Gary, Gary Sheldon has got insider information that Johnny Dollar shot a three better once. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> I remember my first three better. But that wasn't that wasn't my information. My information was on the games played. Oh, I'm just saying okay. that I'm was, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood. Um, I was just surprised that it was him on that's three, but you know what I mean? Like the, yes. it was surprising. Well, you, expect, when you're expecting, yeah, you see that location in Ohio, you expect to see ship it right now. I understand. And and Chris Longino thinks I'm gonna pick Sean Tickner for some reason. Um <laughs> I say all that just to stall, mostly. I love you guys' picks and the points that they're going to get me. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with Dan Gillard. I'm going to go with Dan Gillard. He won Player of the Year, a uh, little gun this year, to get in. Uh, he So his most recent tournament memory is winning. Um, in an epic battle. In a very epic battle on Nordland against Corey Neely, who's not going to be there. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got Dan. I think that there's a lot of good picks here. Honestly, I I realized that some of you guys mentioned that there's only one good pick, and then you didn't 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 back it up very well. But <clears throat> I think there are lots of good picks in all these groups. But uh, this is the one I'm going to go with is Dan Gillard. Dang, that was uh, this would be the toughest group for me to pick right there. Group six right there. That's the that would be the toughest one. There's a there's some good players that wouldn't surprise you. I Chris Jusic could qualify fourth in this tournament and go zero and two or something like that. You could see something like that. Uh, he's a very capable player, by the way. He bangs a lot of PGA games. I've seen it on leaderboards myself. You'll see a RAR appearance. So he's uh, he's been playing them. If that's a factor, it might be an advantage for him. Who knows? All right, Group Seven: Danny Beal or Danny Bell. He gets mad at me every time I do that. Danny Bell, Gavin Heron, James Hickey, first world championship, Jason Elliott, the bubble boy from last year, John Pantatura, former Team USA guy, Justin Wilson, Kyle Heasley, and our very own Matt Van Hoosier. And his. Did you play 08 World Championship, dude? I was there, yeah. You played? Yeah, I didn't qual- I didn't make cut, but I was there. All right. That was that 400-person thing, right? Yeah, uh, how do you treat data for a tournament like that? You only had to play 50 games to qualify. That's really uh, that's all you had to do. Yeah. Right. Here's something funny. The, well, I mean, I, IT I, played, is... I, played, I, played, I played enough games to qualify and play in the tournament. I didn't make the 32 cut. I understand that. But let's oh, say okay. it only took, like I said, because there was 350 people there. Yeah, it was or, just basically play games and get yourself there. Yeah, all you had to do was play 50 games, and then it gets you to this tournament out in Las Vegas. Yeah. 
right. So it's hard to be. I guess you're playing your second world championship then. Sure. Uh, how do you treat data like that? Yeah. All right. Anyways, Matt Van Hoosier. 15 years seems to probably have uh, passed its its due date on the, on the, yeah. how long it's been. Kind of like the, you know, PCC one championship. Very true. Very true. 19 um, years. It was on CBS Sunday morning. Okay. That it needs to be noted. America's, yeah, most, illustrated. Uh, America's most watched network. Uh, Gary Sheldon, this is your turn. Um, all right. I like all of these young men, but I think <laughs> who I like the most is I'm taking Justin Wilson in this group. And he's been there. He's made a cut. What I think is he one for one? One for one, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and he's only getting better. And I know he's kicked the crap out of me the last five invites we've played together. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm taking Justin in this group. That's who I like. Justin Wilson made the cut in the World Championship last year. Very capable. And by the way, all these guys that you see in a group seven like this, all of them can make cuts, including you, Matt Van Hoosier. If you weren't picking yourself, who would you pick? I was not picking myself. Who would I pick? I uh, I actually got Jason Elliott the Calcutta, and I'm very happy about that. It's sixty dollars, by the way. Like mm-hmm. you said last year, Bubble Boy. Um, I Aaron uh, Ketchum and I were talking about it with regards to Calcutta. Which Kyle's going to play this weekend? Uh, if if uh, the Kyle that played at the Texas shootout plays, I would pick him in an instant here. Uh, I don't know if that's the Kyle we get or not, and that's the variability that exists in this group. Uh, so I, I'm going to pick Jason Elliott. I think that uh, he's been stouting up for a very long time. Uh, he was one of the original stouters, if you will. He has, uh, and obviously, like you said, he's performed, played it and performed in a world championship environment uh, recently. So uh, I'm going to go Jason Elliott on this one. Jason Elliott, that's very underrated player there as well. You know, when he's playing, he is uh, very much on. Yeah, and and from a confidence level right now, let me tell you the the uh, message that I got. You know, after the Calcutta was complete, you know, usually you expect to get it. Yeah, I'm in for half of myself. He goes, "Oh, I forgot to bid on myself. I guess I'll take half." <laughs> so, <laughs> if his intent was great. to buy himself, then I like that kind of confidence. So that that gives me even more a uh, less pause in picking him. Oh, that is awesome, <laughs> Brian Bernhardt. Yeah, so uh, I like all these young men too, just not the same way that Gary does. But um, give me more to edit, Brian. <laughs> I'm, I must. There's. I'm going to pick the best player in this group, and that's Gavin Heron. But not much else I got to say. He's he's just simply the best player in this group. Um, will he make the cuts? The question. And uh, if he doesn't, how he plays on Sunday, I'm you know concerned. But. Um, I think he's got the best chance of making the cut and maybe even winning one or two matches if he does. Did he beat uh, Haas a couple of years ago in the World Championship? Knock him out? Or yeah, he knock him out or knock him down? Uh, knocked him down, I think. Something like that happened when uh, yeah. a 32 beat a 1. Something like that, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that may have happened before. Now, Gavin Heron's had this long history of where, and I've seen, I've had, seen it twice in Florida where he takes 
these really good players just to the freaking brink, and you have no idea how. I mean, he's a really he's a good player. He's a really good player. Uh, but every time when he plays somebody good, I typically see him play up to it. So, yeah. Uh, it will be Gary Sheldon. No, Gary Sheldon already picked. So, Group Eight: Billy Chabwell, Brad Stewart, second World Championship for him. Good to see him back. Daryl Rayner, first time World Championship competitor, along with Gordy. I think Gordy, this is his first one. I had to check that one. Jamie Arrington getting to play the World Championship. Jason Loschiavo, Ken Callis, and Mike Gray. Matt Van Hoosier. Uh, I think you touched on it in the pairings podcast. Uh, Loschiavo on the stream setup is just an ideal grouping for him. Uh, I think that's going to work out really well. I think he's going to excel in that kind of environment. I, I think the pick from this group comes from one of the bottom three, probably Jason, Ken, or Mike, um, with all due respect to the other five in the group, of course. Um, but for me, I think uh, it's going to be Jason just because if, he's got that qualifier group that I think is going to set him up for success. And then obviously, if, as we've seen in the uh, end of the year tournaments, he's got he, he's got an ability to beat some top players when he gets to match play. So if you combine those two, then that's going to be uh, a really good result from a group eighter in a really tough field here and so i like the i like the upside there on jason i'm kind of surprised he was this low in the groupings honestly i think he was a little uh under in this particular one uh yes i i can i can see that but that being said six i can interchange six seven and eight all day long and we could probably come up with a lot of different groups and probably the same oh, kind for of sure uh I think he kind of looked at handicaps. That's probably what he would, that, that's the, probably the number he's looking at. And whether it matches how good a player they are, sometimes that, a lot of the times that's very misleading. Oh, sure. So, uh, but that being said, no, Jason, like I said, but all another, there's a few guys here that I probably that are not going to make the cut, but there's, I could easily see one of these eight, maybe even two of these eight making the cut. Don't forget about Jamie. It, it could it could very well happen. Brian Bernhardt. Yeah, so I agree with everything that Matt said. Um, actually, I'd say the bottom half. Um, uh, but curious how Jamie handles the pressure. Um, I I think that Jason's got a ch chance of qualifying really well uh, for a couple different reasons. The, the main thing is he just. He just doesn't care. He has no pressure on himself. He just goes up there to have a good time, and he, he's just, you know, one of those guys to where I just I can see him just kind of following, you know, Steve and and Paul around in the qualifier and finding himself being like the twenty seventh or 29th qualifier. Something might be pretty tough for him, but at least you know picking somebody that can potentially make the cut out of this group. I think he's got the best chance of doing it, like you said, Matt. So Jason Boschiavo is my pick. Also, the headset's not going to be a fallback plan for him for this tournament, so I think he'll be extra focused. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Gary it's Sheldon. It's a good point. Gary Sheldon. Well, we will have our second unanimous choice um, this evening. Oh, for, all those, for all those reasons. Wow. For all those reasons that you guys said, um, he's – I think he has the most – the highest ceiling in the group – 
and he's starting to rack up, like you said, he's starting to rack up some wins and some he can draw on history and beat players and you know, um, you you just you just draw on that. Like when we were talking earlier in our group, I've only faced Greg Kinsler once, and it was in the World Championship, and I beat him on a walk off hole in one. That's the that's the history I'm drawing on. It wasn't like oh I lost by eight to this guy, you know. Remember so that so well. Yeah, <laughs> he's starting to. <laughs> He's starting to gain wins to draw on experience and making cuts. And, and he also has no, he doesn't put pressure on himself because, you know, he just loves it, but he's just getting really good at it. Um, so yeah, the same thing. And he's not going to fall back into the headsets either. So he's got nowhere to go. Um, so I pick Jason as well. There's a, a, that group right there is an interesting group. Uh, like I said, I, We've not talked enough. Maybe I don't know if we've if we've talked. We've probably talked appropriately about Mike Gray, uh, but it, it it continues to outperform what we talked preview previously of, of a tournament. You know, when we do our preview podcast, our Mike Gray mentions are not a whole lot. And every time he's either won a pearl, he's won the purple, or he's made now made a couple cuts. So uh, I don't know. This so is Gino's that. pick is Mike Gray. I'm curious how he's going to be. No, I mean, there's a lot of these guys I could talk about. Gordy Brown, all right, he's a good enough player to make a cut. Jamie came close to making a cut in Florida. Ken Callis won a match, got his name on ESPN uh, during that uh, Ocho segment. True. All, right. all these guys could do it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm just saying a guy that has been overlooked is, is, is Mike Gray. Yeah, he's in my qualifying group, so I'm excited to play with him and and – I don't. I don't really know him, so I won't. I want to see what it's about. So that is our uh, our my guys, uh, Golden Tee fantasy selections for their world championship. Uh, excited to see everybody. By the way, uh, I, I've been on a little bit of a work binge here for the last three and a half weeks, and I'm uh, ready to step off of it. I'm probably gonna not do a whole lot for the first two days I'm out there, but I get out there Wednesday. I'm excited to see both of you. And Brian, I wish you could be with us, man. Um, we'll find a good time once we're uh, recovered to get a wrap-up podcast done. Uh, but anywho, good luck to the guys that are playing. So, uh, Any last words? I, I'd like to wish Gino and Matt the best of luck and uh, um, Gary and Matt the best of luck and Good luck to you and a good college, you know. You'll do just fine there on the mic. I look forward to watching all weekend. Super excited about it. So, uh, guys, thank you for an awesome podcast. We'll talk to you in Vegas.